Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome to this episode of Live with C-Sharp, native Detroiter, proud native Detroiter, who attended the Detroit School of Arts and graduated from Interlochen. He also graduated from the Eastman School of Music and was a young artist for the Lyric Opera of Chicago. He made his first debut with the Anthony, with Anthony Davis in the world premiere production of the Central Park Five. And now he is back here in Detroit with Anthony Davis's opera X, The Life and Times of Malcolm X, Bernard, Holcomb, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Let's jump into this opera. Today is the last day that people can attend X, The Life and Times of Malcolm X. It made its debut almost 40 years ago in 1986 in New York, and now it's making its comeback here in Detroit. What can people expect from X? Hmm. First of all, people can expect to be wowed by my colleagues. They are singing, they are acting, they are bringing this story to life on the stage of the Detroit Opera House. And one of the things about this opera is that the music is incredibly difficult for the artist um, because Anthony Davis is such a consummate musician, a jazz pianist, internationally known in that arena. Uh, he wrote an opera that was difficult for singers to, to not only learn, but to sing. But once we got the hang of it, it's been such a joy to master it. And as a matter of fact, one of my colleagues uh, at the dress rehearsal, we had a circle where we were giving thanks. And she said, thank you, Anthony Davis, for writing such a difficult opera and trusting that us as Black artists we're able, we're capable to bring this story and this music to life in such a beautiful way. Tell us a little bit more about the story that people will see on the stage. So the story details and follows the life of Malcolm X, starting, beginning with his childhood. The scene opens uh, at a meeting at his home, and we're waiting for his father to arrive. His father was a Garveyite, and so we're listening to a Garvey preacher, and we end up finding out that his father had been killed by the Klan in Lansing, Michigan. I believe this was in 1931. And then we follow him to Boston, and then he gets arrested and goes to prison, where he finds, you know, the nation of Islam, and then we go through that all the way through to his assassination in 1965. This is something that people do not want to miss. Today is the last day. The opera is today at 2.30 at yep. the Opera House, and people can still get tickets. What was it like preparing for such a challenging opera during the pandemic? It was difficult. I think this whole pandemic has been difficult and I do want to applaud Detroit Opera and every other arts organization that has had the courage and the tenacity to produce operas and productions on this scale during, during a pandemic. We were tested uh, every other day. Um, there were very strict COVID protocols put in place. It's not easy to learn the music because usually we would just coach with a pianist in person there was a there was a lot of times where we had to have people make recordings for us so we had to learn a lot of it on our own uh, which makes it even more sweet that we were able to do it you know everyone had to adjust everyone had to shift and make it happen i think that's something that we 
all have learned to do, no matter what our field is learning how to adapt and how to make changes and maybe do things a little bit differently or a lot differently than what we have normally done. And it hasn't been easy or comfortable, but our passion for the arts or whatever our passion may be prevails and mm. we're able to share that passion with others. Mm, absolutely. Bernard, now I do know that you are from Detroit and we <laughs> did <laughs> and we did attend the Detroit School of Arts together and then you went on to Interlochen. How did DSA and Interlochen lay the foundation for your career? Listen, I cannot speak highly enough uh, to what DSA and Interlochen did for my life. I was a middle schooler and I thought that I would go to Cast Tech or Renaissance. I thought maybe I would be a nurse or an engineer. Um, but then Shadrick Bowens went to DSA the year before I did. We were very good friends as children and grew up together. And I was opened, it opened my eyes to the fact that a place like DSA existed. And so I applied and I sent in my materials and I was accepted. I remember the day that I got the letter in the mail because this was what, 1997? Yes. <laughs> Snail mail, baby. Yes. And I jumped for joy because I knew there was some, there was a part of me that just knew that my life was going to be changed. And I, and I call these moments, you know, uh, the breadcrumbs to my destiny, getting into DSA and meeting Alden Shell and Catherine Owens and Cheryl Valentine and me being introduced to Karen DeKiera at the then Michigan Opera Theater to go to their summer youth program to then meet Elizabeth Parcells, who was an alumna, alumni of Interlochen Arts Academy, who found out about the Skillman Foundation, who at that time was giving full scholarships to young kids from Detroit to be exposed to Interlochen Arts Academy. There was no way that my family could afford to send me to Interlochen, to the camp or to the academy. And that shifted my life in such an amazing way and laid the foundation for me to be the person that I am and to have the career that I have today. I cannot thank those people enough for really laying that foundation and opening all those doors. Thank you so much for your humility and for sharing your gratitude. In addition to the two institutions that helped shape you into who you are today, who are some artists that influenced you? I would say number one is my uncle, um, my father's youngest brother, Glenn Holcomb. When he was 28, I think he went back to night school to get his high school diploma. And then at the age of 30, he announced to the family, I wanna be an opera singer. And everyone laughed at him because they did not know that there had been any previous black opera singers. So he went to Wayne State University, ended up graduating from Marygrove. And whenever he had a recital or whenever he was singing with Michigan Opera Theater at the time, he would invite us. And so my mom would take me, I was the young so I was always going with my mom and she wanted to expose me to this world. So it was super important. That's why representation is important for me to see that there was another black man, not only in the world, but from my family that was doing this exact same thing. So much thanks to my uncle. Also, I mentioned my family thought that there were no previous black opera singers. 
Well, George Shirley himself is from Detroit and was the first Black tenor to sing at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. I've, I have a relationship with Mr. Shirley. He's been a guide, a mentor, and such a tremendous support. So those two Black men, I take my hat off to them. It's definitely important to see someone who looks like you in a field that you're interested in because it gives you the confidence and encouragement to believe that you too can do the same thing. I believe that if there isn't someone that looks like you, if you have the opportunity to step into that role so that you can be the face and give other people um, encouragement and shed light on what people that look like you can do, then you should take up that responsibility and do so. Absolutely, absolutely. Bernard, what's next for you? Tonight, I will board a plane to Los Angeles where I will be joining the Long Beach Opera. The same company that premiered the Central Park Five in 2019 is doing another production of it uh, in a few weeks. And so I am jet setting off to LA to start rehearsals for that. Busy, busy, busy. So for people coming to the opera this afternoon at 2.30, they can see your beautiful face in the program, of course, but what role will you be performing in the opera? I will be performing the role of the postman. Uh, I am a, a member of, I think, a 12 member ensemble that really helps to carry the show. We're always on stage, so you will not miss me. And uh, you will hear me in the first five minutes of the show. I have a solo as the postman. Uh, I'm really excited. Please come and see the show. It's such an amazing musical experience, but also visually, it's stunning. I won't tell you anymore. You just have to come and see it for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out closing night of X, the life and times of Malcolm X with Detroit's very own Bernard Holcomb. Bernard, thank you so much for being on live with C Sharp today. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you. And I look forward to seeing you on the stage in Detroit or another city. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine.